1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Call Her Auntie podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have a guest who is a near and dear friend to me, a near and dear friend of Gray's. Uh, we want to welcome our Migma sister for joining us today. Her name is Faith Julian. She is also an auntie. She's a sister to five siblings, the second oldest daughter from Millbrook First Nation. Faith is a high school graduate, a college graduate, and now a university graduate who is going to be a graduate student studying in her master's. Um, Grace and I both met Faith in 2014, and ever since then, she's lightened up our lives every day that we've known her. I'm going to welcome her in Mi'kmaq. So if you're Mi'kmaq, I'm so so sorry if my OJ blindness takes over,
0: but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: um, um faith <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was pretty good
2: class not bad <laughs> so Gway, hello i'm glad you came thank you so much for
0: having me it's so nice to finally have you on faith we've been wanting you on for a while now and um Yeah, since March. And I know you've been so busy with graduating university and trekking all the way back to Ontario. So, um, I mean, we know a bit about you, but our listeners don't. So I guess the first question is, where did you grow up?
2: Hello everyone. My name is Faith Julian. I'm from the Mi'kmaq Nation. Uh, I grew up in Millbrook First Nation. And uh, it is just outside of Truro, which is about an hour south from Halifax, or, uh, or Halifax about an hour south. And uh, I guess um, I grew up in a, on Abenaki Road <laughs> <laughs> if some East Coasters know where that is. And with, um, yeah, with my mom, Lisa McDonald and my five siblings, Alicia, Lex, Nikki, and Mary. And my dad is Lauren Julian. He's a Mi'kmaq artist, and that's my family.
1: Okay, so then, did you play any sports growing up?
2: I was not really into sports growing up. I guess I played, I dabbled into basketball because it was, like, really popular growing up Mm -hmm. in the community. Um, I guess my... I was more into uh, off and on into fitness. So when I was 12, we would go to the the fitness center on the res, but we weren't allowed into in the weight room because we were so young. So they they would let us go on the cardio machines. So we'd like go do some running or we'd go downstairs and just play ball and run around. So that was probably the beginning.
0: Oh, nice. And then why... I actually don't know this question. Why and when did you move to Toronto?
2: Well, I sort of made my way to the GTA when I was 18. I had moved to Halifax for a little bit, and then I was in Fredericton. But uh, my sister who lived in Hamilton, she was like, would you like to come move with me? And I always wanted to move to Toronto, like it was a place I had visited growing up when I was when I was young. So I always had like this um, big attraction to move to the big city, which um, I guess when you grow up on a reserve, it kind of seems impossible. So when I had an opportunity to go because of my big sister, I just went for it. So at first, I started out in Hamilton, and I was there for about four years. And then I had uh, I was in Toronto for, I did a uh, school of ministry and for five months. So that brought me to Toronto for a bit. And then I'd moved back out east in Nova Scotia. I tried um, Cape Breton University out for a semester, which I wasn't really loving it. So my backup plan was to go to Humber College. So I applied and I got accepted. So I went to Humber College. And did the fitness and health promotion program. And that's sort of how I ended up in Toronto.
1: So did we meet you in your first or second year? I don't remember.
2: I believe that would have been in my second year. (laughs) How was life
1: in your first year without us?
2: (laughs) 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 I guess my first year, um, my main supports were Jonathan Orugio and Alicia Wasigic. And they were like, I met Jonathan actually at the big uh, powwow they would have, which was in Toronto. And then they moved to Hamilton. So I was, uh, I think that was like one of my first years dancing. I was jingle dress dancing. And I came across... um, Jonathan, and he was promoting Humber College. But at the time, I wasn't done my high school. So I actually dropped out of high school. And uh, I just worked for a while. And he was like, you know, you should come to Humber. It's a really great school. It's like the largest school in the country. And so I was, I guess I just uh, always had it on my mind that that was something I wanted to do. But I was like, well, I'm not done my high school yet. (laughs) So right. he would email me and he would ask me like, "Hey, how's your high school coming along? Are you done school yet?" And I'm like, "Uh, not yet." But I was really determined. I didn't want to do a GED. I was really determined to get to to do my high school diploma. And I finished that when I was 23 in um in Ontario in Hamilton. Good for you. Yeah, so he was like a a good support for me. And also Alicia, she, she also had graduated from the same program that I was going into. Mm -hmm. So she was like a good person to go to. But I guess at that time, I wanted to go into kinesiology. So they were like, if you do the fitness and health promotion, you could go into kinesiology and uh, at Guelph-Humber, but things had changed. And then I decided to go to Mount Royal University, and then I did the Bachelor of Health and Physical Education there. And then I I majored in management, yeah, which has sort of led to me now going to Ryerson University to do my graduate studies and a Masters in Health
0: Administration.
1: Wow, Faith,
0: that's so that's so awesome, Faith. Um, you were actually the first person that I'm. I remember meeting, well, okay, so I met Jess, Jessica, from the center at Humber, and then I remember um, going into the center for one of the first times, and I think it was even before Quay started working there, because it would have been the September, and I think Quay got hired on in October, and you, Faith, were, like, one of the first people that, um, I think you're talking with, like, other people in the center, and then you kind of, like, invited me to, like, hang out, that with you guys after school, or I forget what, but it was, I felt so welcomed by you, because at that time, I was like, oh, I have no friends, um, you know, I'm trying to, like, fit in, and you were, like, one of the first ones that kind of, like, opened up, and was like, yeah, come hang out, and I was like, oh. so I remember that about you, and that kind of goes into the next question, because at that time, being a new student, I was lonely, so When have you felt lonely? And how did you overcome it?
2: I guess um, I felt I I felt lonely at different times, because like, when you grow up on a reserve, and, you know, you have so much people around you, you know, even though it's small, and it's, uh, you know, less people it your life still feels so full because you have your you have your siblings and you have your cousins and your aunties and your uncles and your great aunties and you know and then your grandparents and then your family's family so it just you know your life can feel very full in the community and moving off the reserve was very challenging because it's like wow I'm pretty much doing this on my own so you really have to channel something really within yourself to to find ways to sort of deal with this new time of being on your own so for myself I guess I used um like fitness as a way to sort of deal with my time alone into into like deal with some like anxiety and different things that was sort of impacting me it was like a a healthy outlet so I got really into um, into fitness and that's sort of what also led me to pursue higher education so I feel like wellness Mm -hmm. like health Mm -hmm. and wellness is actually um, a part of the foundation that someone needs to move forward in their in their life and their career goals
1: right okay so one more question before I get into something about kind of like close about us but what was the scariest thing you've ever done and was it worth it
2: Hmm. the scariest thing i guess it was really scary when i um when i left nova scotia when i i had literally just got my first car it was a standard a manual and i was about to drive like 20 hours to toronto and that was it was so scary driving in the city (laughs) right you know, and um, now it's now it's like no big deal. I love driving in the city and I find all the lanes quite fun and enjoyable. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was younger, that was frightening, mm-hmm. just driving in the city. But, um, but yeah, I guess it was worth it because I, I made some big moves and I've lived all over the country now and I've made lots of great friends all over the place. Mm-hmm.
1: okay so now i have a different type of question um you really inspired me a lot to take care of like my emotional health and my spiritual health and you've influenced me to go to counseling and therapy what had inspired you or what has pushed you towards healing
2: that's a really um a complex question but really good (laughs) Uh, I guess it comes down to um, I feel like I had uh, a strong influence towards healing from my parents. So uh, my mom was always encouraging me to, to, to move forward in life and not to allow, you know, the traumas and the stresses in life to control you. And so my mom was, uh, she really believed in, um, personal development and pursuing, you know, a better life and elevating your life. And she was always just trying to encourage, encourage that with me. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, I mean, as a teenager, it wasn't easy and, uh, I feel like, um, But there was also a part of me that wanted to have a better life. And I feel like having faith in God um, was probably something that really was instilled in me that I had a purpose and a destiny for my life. So I always kind of felt, uh, you know, this need to pursue um, like a healthy lifestyle. So, And then also my dad, uh, he struggled with uh, addictions at times. And he found, like, this uh, healing through his spirituality. And so I guess I always had, like, this uh, level of spirituality growing up. And I had parents that, you know, had difficult lives. And they always wanted us to pursue you know, bettering ourselves. So I think from when I was a teenager, I pursued counseling at a young age.
1: And then I did oh. it again at
2: different times. Like when I was 19, I pursued counseling. And then um, when I was in university, I took advantage of the counseling services because they don't charge you. That CBU, when I went there, it was a very difficult time. So I had reached out to counseling services and they offered me a lot of support. So when I went to Humber, uh I pursued uh going to see the the counseling because it's like over it could be $150 an hour to get counseling. Yeah. And it's really challenging um to find uh psychologists that will take you on that will even do NIHB.
1: Right. Um,
2: so that's a that's a huge barrier. So yeah, if you can take advantage of the counseling services in college or university, I found that really helpful, really helpful. Also, and yeah, I, went, I did that, you know, at different times, you know, if, if, you know, I was feeling like my, like I was just drowning, or I couldn't keep up with school, mm-hmm. then I would just go to the counseling and they would offer me a lot of, you know, just some clear minded support which sometimes when you're going through these difficult times, you can't really see clearly and having like someone to be like, well, maybe you should just do A, B and C and, you know, and then you'll be okay. So I found that like really helpful.
1: Right. I find um, it's, it is really hard to find people who will do NIHB Um, Mm -hmm. and what that is, is like, it's, um it's therapy and counseling sessions that are covered by because we're First Nations but I think that students are so lucky because they do have that accessibility even in Mm -hmm. I think I want to remind everyone even in like your friendship center or your health center in your area they have that like Anishinaabe Health in Toronto that's where that's where I first started I went to counseling there and I also was seeing the traditional healer there. So that's where I first started my journey and it was free. It I didn't. Mm-hmm. So like
2: we have these things yeah. that we should utilize when we can. Yeah, and I did counseling too in in Hamilton at mm-hmm. a, like the the Friendship Center, they had counseling there. And um I did that for a bit when I was 19. Wasn't mm-hmm. a psychologist, but it was still a counselor, and which was kind of helpful because I feel like going through school is very challenging, you right. know, because uh, it's in an environment that you probably have past traumas in, especially if you grow up in a community like where there is a lot of prejudice and racism. It can make school not really a great place to go to, or like that memory stays with you.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what like Thunder Bay was like. Saint Marie was like churro was like so Mm -hmm. much president prejudice in the school
2: yeah there's a lot there's a lot of it and it's you know it's I hope that it's changing in ways like I feel like it's been different for my younger younger siblings but it still was quite challenging Mm -hmm. and uh, so school could be a difficult place to go to but it's also a good place to to really get to know yourself and get grounded with your within your own self and you know even if you don't know exactly what you're doing like I've been sometimes I feel like I've been wandering you know I'm wandering nomad (laughs) (laughs) all over the country but I feel like it's also kind of contributed for me being really strong in who I am right and knowing myself and it it keeps me on um, you know a healing journey Because we don't just heal and it's not a destination. Mm -hmm. Healing is, is is a life journey because we always are going through different experiences in our lives and, you know, we have new things come up or we have old things come up that we need to deal with and it's just a process. So I feel like healing is a lifelong journey, you know, and it's a decision that you have to make and reset yourself over and over again. It's not just like... Oh, when I just get here, then it'll be, it'll be all good. I feel like it's just, it's just a a continuous journey of choosing to live for, you know, for yourself and for your family and for your community and for your, for your whole race, you know, because we're just in a place of recovering from genocide and assimilation, colonization. Mm -hmm. So we're in this process, this new journey of of decolonizing and you know rediscovering ourselves
1: I really love what you said when you said that healing is a, is like we have to press reset all the time because we can get through like we can get through one barrier or one old thing that came up but then we have to like keep going it's not just one big thing we have to get over there's all these little things that could have hurt us along the way that we have to get through and reset
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's probably one of my favorite reminders is what faith just said that Mm -hmm. healing isn't a destination it's a journey
1: yeah i
0: always i heard that probably about a year ago and i was like oh my god it's such a great reminder to everyone to think that that it's not this place you're getting to it's it's a journey. And I think faith has been like, and Quay has both have been like such inspirations to me and um, to see like faith, you know, like venture off everywhere she has and have been so successful and to hear her, her take on her health and her wellness journey um, leads me into my next question of what do you consider health at this point in your life?
2: Well, I feel like at this point, I'm I'm still in a place of transition, like I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to live. And, you know, um, but I feel like health is, uh, you know, can mean different things at different times, you know, it could be physical, it could be mental, emotional, and um, it could be spiritual, like, I feel like there's so many different elements to health. And it could be environment or you know, cleanliness, or it it has so many different types of uh, meanings and areas to it. And I feel like right now in my life is just sort of having um, just reestablishing a routine, because I feel like being healthy and having being like trying to be a healthy person, it really comes down to having consistency, because we all have our habits, even if they're Even if you feel like you don't have a routine, you actually do have a routine. Maybe this routine is just not serving you Mm -hmm. in the way, but we all have, we're human beings. We all have, you know, our habits. So I feel like having just establishing good habits, like that is just your, your go-to. It's like, okay, when I wake up in the morning or in whenever you wake up, you're going to have a good breakfast and you're setting your mind and you're putting your mindset in a, in a good spot like in the mornings for me it's usually I just want to have coffee I want to have a good breakfast I want to listen to positive things I want to reset myself and it's just setting myself up for a good day and just setting your my mind in, in the right mindset because it it really is a mental, a mental thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're making
2: a choice each and every day we make choices and there's so many choices to be made. And if you just are more on a routine, then you're kind of like limiting your, um, your decision fatigue. So you're right. making better decisions because right. if you're just kind of more in this consistent way of life, then you know, then it impacts everything. And so. nutrition
1: fatigue is a thing. I definitely think it's a thing. It's so yeah. it's so hard. Like for me, for a long time, I feel like I was like, decisioned out. I'm like, I can't make any more decisions. Y'all need to <laughs> do it. And so, set like recently, going back into my, my fitness journey, I was like, hey, I'm up at seven and I'm walking to the gym no matter what. And that just takes the decision of going later out of it. I'm just already there. It's already been done. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So you got to find what works for you, right? Because, uh, you know, maybe it's, I go to the gym at 8 PM or I go to the gym first thing in the morning, but just like having these, like, you know, these routines in place, they really impact your overall health and your mindset and, uh, you know, or having food, at home that you can cook and prepare or if you prepare food ahead of time or you know you have like this I feel like it just comes down to having like you know good sleep a good environment Mm -hmm. you know uh, a good mindset educating yourself when you can you know we have google you we can look up so many different things like
1: (laughs) you you know it's so funny it's like, when I think about, this off topic, when I think, ever since I have start, started, like, therapy with a psychiatrist, like, a, a actual person, not just counseling, mm-hmm. it's like, you kind of look, not, you know, okay, I look back, I look back at my relationships, and I think of, you know, that Kermit the Frog meme, where he's like, when you light a smudge to get rid of all the negative energy, and then, you're the negative energy, so you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I look back at some of my relationships and I'm like, yo, I wasn't acting right. <laughs> it, was, it was me.
2: <laughs> it was like, I had to check myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta check yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. And like, if you feel like you've been the negative person, You gotta remember that and this is what I always try to remember. You did what you were doing because that was the best you knew at the time, but now you know better, so now you gotta do better.
2: Yeah, and that and that's the journey, right?
1: that's the journey and at that moment when I realized I was a negative energy I had to press reset again I'm like let's go let's go do this again
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's what's so good about having good relationships because people will can like love and accept you for even when you're not being your best self because in those moments we need these relationships which is so which was so important I think about like even connecting with um like Aboriginal Resource Center, or, or taking advantage of some of these resources, because mm-hmm. you know you need. So everyone needs support. Everyone needs people. Like people need people, and uh and it's so important having some community. And so you know, even with your down, when you're down, you have someone to uh, be like, "Hey, you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
1: So can you tell us, can you, do you want to share a little bit about, remember me and Faith had a really good summer 16, like at that time, Faith came into my, okay, let's do some background. So Mm -hmm. Faith, we met in 2014, we lost contact, she graduated, it was great. And then all of a sudden, um, in summer 2016, I was back on my fitness journey again, because I had gotten to a really deep, dark place. So I started with my trainer, who's still my trainer now. And it was just after losing my mom and breaking up with an, an old relationship. And all of a sudden, faith came into my life. And, like, um, really, like, she checked on me every day, basically, and really, like, made sure I woke up. And so she was really um, pivotal in my life. But then after that summer 16, like, our best summer ever, you had – there was fall – our winter 2017 what happened in your life and like what was going on because i think you had a lot of struggles
2: yeah i mean uh i'm so grateful for my friendship with um with you quay and uh you know i feel like creator god just like brought brought us each other in each other's lives But oh, wait hold Again. on are you loom club I'm Loon Clan. Yeah. Okay. So my I'm... mom is
1: Loon Clan. And I truly believe that because we're Clan family, my mom's like, get over there and help this chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Because, like, I was living in Calgary at the time. So after I graduated from Humber and I moved away from Toronto, I went to um, Calgary, but I had um, a job from my internship. So if you guys can get into programs that has internships, those are really helpful for your life and having like job opportunities. So I had, um, so that job that I had worked for during my internship, they asked me to come back that summer, which was really awesome. So I was able to go and live in Toronto for the summer and work there as a, for a summer job. So yeah, I went back there and, uh, you know, being able to be with Quay during her time when she was grieving her mom was really important to me because I've had losses in my life, you know, and I feel like a lot of us have experienced, you know, grieving and there's something really special about having, you know, someone being there for you during those tough times. And, um, I guess leading into the following year. So my mom actually was diagnosed with cancer and she has uh, so she has um, a type of cancer that she just she found out really early. So she's had it now for like five years, but she's been able to be really proactive in it. Mm -hmm. So I think I was in a place of feeling really confused about um, about my where I was going with my education and probably a bit of transitioning from my, you know, from my mid 20s and going into my 30s. I feel like there was just like a lot happening. um, Where I was just feeling really lost and confused and also really far away from my community. And luckily, at the time I had my I had my older sister and my two younger siblings all and my niece all living in Calgary, but I had moved again. And one of my good friends, Olivia, she had moved to Vancouver, who I I was living with for quite a while. So I feel like, um, I don't know, I was grieving Toronto a bit and, you know, all my friends and connections that I made there. I felt like the transition to Calgary wasn't easy and... Mm -hmm. You know, Toronto is quite an open-minded city, so I didn't really have any prejudice moments there. But in Calgary, it was a lot more. There was a lot more prejudice and racism there. So I feel like I was just kind of struggling with my environment, and uh, I had gained I had gained some weight, and I was just like not feeling good. And then I guess I got to a place, I guess, going into 2018, where it was like, I need to make a change. So I guess why I went into health was I could rewind a bit. But back in, I guess, when I was 19 or 20, I had got really into fitness and I lost a lot of weight, which kind of led me to go into health promotion and to do a bachelor in health. And um, so I guess I got to a level where I just kind of needed to reset myself. And I just made a, a a decision that I needed to make a change to how I was treating my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then in 2018, I just got really into back into fitness and uh, weight training and uh, just concentrating on eating whole foods like just keeping it simple like meat and rice and veggies like just keeping it simple and consistent and I ended up losing like 50 pounds that year. Wow. So yeah, I had to make some big changes. And mm-hmm. so and this has happened to me before where I would lost a lot of weight gained weight lost weight. And Sometimes I feel like when I would go through a difficult time, it would, or if I was trying to focus just on one thing alone, I wasn't keeping that, that balance. And I feel like when we have stressful situations or trauma, we got to try to, to reclaim that balance in our lives. Mm -hmm. So at different times, I'd be like, okay, I need to be super into school. So then I would just be like, not going to the gym, not investing, investing time into my relationships. And that wasn't healthy for my body, right? Or my mind. So I feel like the key is really finding that balance with health and with school and with our jobs and with our relationships. And we just Oh, and also just not dismissing ourselves and our and our own needs so it's really mm-hmm. I feel like it was really important for me during that time of like this like loneliness and um you know struggling being away from you know my community mm-hmm. or being so far out mm-hmm. west and away from like my land and or my cousins or you know that was just nice. awesome but then I was your
1: land is so hard faith
2: yeah I was I was so far away because like the thing about being in Ontario is like I felt like I was so much closer to Nova Scotia but being in Calgary that was felt really far (laughs)
1: right
2: so that was challenging and um but I feel like I came to a place now is where I have a gratitude for my struggle and I have like a gratefulness for the hard times that I've, that I've been through and the things I dealt with throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it always comes back down to, um, having it like that inner faith, having faith in God or in Cree or creator having some sort of spirituality in your life because that reminds you that you have a purpose and we each, each and every one of us have something great within us and it's so important for us to not give up on ourselves even if you know you have even if everything is not going your way everything is against you you still have like a purpose and for this world. And I feel like you can only really believe that if you have some sort of faith in, right. in mm-hmm. something, you know,
1: because when you, it
2: resets you.
1: You know, when you talk about that, it reminds me, it must be a loon clan thing. Cause it <laughs> reminds me of my mom when she'd always say like, okay, you have a path and you have a journey to live and you might get sidetracked, but you have to pray and like smudge that whatever's supposed to be on your path is not you like pray for the things that are supposed to be on your path and on your journey with you. And, uh, and ask that like all the negativity and everything that's not supposed to be there is taken away. And that pray for like Mm -hmm. strength to continue on your path. And she didn't call it like, it wasn't like the red road or anything. It was like, Mm -hmm. no, it was like your life path.
2: Yeah. 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 And I truly believe that, that having, um, so, We have our our spiritual health, we have our physical, emotional, and um, there's all these different aspects Mm -hmm. that we need to take into account, but I really, like, truly believe that having faith in something is so important to our health, because even when we don't see a change that, or we don't believe it, or we're just like feeling so unmotivated or lost in life. Just believing in, in something that there's, or just having hope, I feel like having some sort of hope is what has led me this far in life. Like this hope Mm -hmm. that I have, you know, a purpose in my life or this hope that I can help make a difference for for my community or for my siblings or for my people. And it always kind of sort of goes down back down to that, you know, I'm not even just doing this for me. I'm doing it for, for my community, you know, and even going to, you know, I, I struggled with school. I didn't finish my high school until I was 23. Like I didn't want, I didn't enjoy school mm-hmm. and look at me. I'm still in school. Look at, you, you know, all these years later, mm-hmm. And you know in even doing graduate school, it's because, like I look at the stats and we're still at zero point five percent of um First Nations people in Canada that have a graduate degree right so education isn't the answer; I just feel like it's a part of my path that I'm meant to be on and right. um, for like the greater good of our of our people really
1: mm-hmm. Faith that was so beautiful, and I want to thank you for joining us today on the episode. And if we have any of our listeners who are listening who are struggling with school, struggling with finishing school, like, it's okay to always pause and press reset. Like, but just keep going.
0: And that's yeah, really, never
1: give up. Never
0: give up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Never going. give up.
0: I think I'm definitely going to be listening to this podcast a couple times throughout my education journey. It's just, like, so healing just to hear Faith's mm-hmm. experience through all these years and I'm just so glad that you're able to share that with us faith and um and our listeners so we hope that you enjoy it
1: and if you yeah. want to follow faith you can follow her on instagram at got to have faith
2: yes you got <laughs> to have faith and that's you gotta Two with the number two, and then Faith with a one instead of a I. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> okay. helps me find my Instagram handle. Actually, she's yeah, so, and so I can help creative. you this
1: too. If you want a new Instagram handle, just DM the podcast and let me know your
2: name, and I'll think of something. <laughs> yeah, and also don't be afraid to like reach out to people, like, yeah. like even with Grace, you know, like, um. Grace says that I was encouraging for her, but like also it was so nice having Grace and at the, at the center and, you know, and for her to even be receiving of that, like welcoming. So, you know, so we all, so we all support each other, you know, so, you know, I, all across Canada, I always find native friends everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so important to have (laughs) we want to
1: send a big thank you to everyone who listened and we also want to send a big all three of us love you and thank you so much for listening to this episode i'll let grace sign off with our now signature ending (laughs) okay Okay. thank you so much Faith.
2: you're welcome toodaloo
1: So your podcast and know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the hope for wellness talk line. The hope for wellness, um, helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll free helpline at one 242 3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast these love you.